Greetings, Wargamers. We're your hosts, Trevor, Jay, Josh, and this is Shane Attack. Attack. is sponsored by Discount Games Incorporated. Discount Games Incorporated specializes in customer service, low prices, and prompt shipping. You can find our web store at www.discountgamesinc.com. Chain Attack. I'm your host, Trevor, and I'm going to be playing all the way through... Uh, I forgot what the game was already. <laughs> what did I say I was playing through? That's right, XCOM, XCOM 1. 1. XCOM 1 and XCOM 2. I'm, I'm doubling down on my break, my Christmas break. Well, all the way through. Gosh, I have mixed feelings because, you know, I feel like I should keep trying to hold you to, accountable for the Disco Elysium thing, but both the XCOMs is a pretty strong argument. And you could dive into... E- you said before. I think I, could, I think I have enough time. I could do all three. Um, the problem is I don't actually know how long XCOM Two is. So Disco Elysium is short enough that I could probably do it over the first day, day and a half, <laughs> um, and then I could move on. So it is possible to do all three. But, but um, I, I said I was doing XCOM first. Are you making me shuffle, Josh? No, no, I won't make you shuffle. All right. I was. I my my only question on it was. Uh, if I could convince you to do Warhammer Total War instead. Instead of XCOM? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, my wife's going to be off, so we could play some... I could play a... a two-player? Two-player with her, yeah. I've been telling her we need to play it for a while. So. Mm. I'm I'm Jay, and I've been playing Warhammer Total War, because uh, it's fun, I guess. you're prepping for number three, right? Is that why? Or no, is this three that you are um, playing? No, three comes out in February. Um, I mean, honestly, the main reason why is, um, like, there's a very small, so with, with the passing of our, our cat recently, Uh like basically anything I do, I'm just like super listless and I'll Uh do something for a while. And I'm just like, this is blah, you know, whatever, just kind of, I guess, a classic symptom of depression. Um, but it's one of the games that uh, I end up being able to play for a little bit longer than most of the others oh. for whatever reason. So, so it's so. like Gloomhaven right now. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, without as much of the listlessness, I'm not as listless as you, Jay. Sorry, I wasn't trying to compare myself there. Uh, I'm Josh, and I need Trevor. I don't have the same break as Trevor, but I'm gonna say, uh, I'm gonna say two games here trevor and i want you to tell me which one you want me to pretend like i'm going to play and not get around to for my christmas break okay Uh, this sounds amazing uh stellaris wasteland three no i'm going to say a third one or europa universalis the four (laughs) oh jeez have you played stellaris what was the middle one uh, the middle one was wasteland three which trevor just finished playing like a month or so ago if you recall Okay. I didn't. I, oh, didn't I never played Stellaris. Like I briefly watched you um, cast it on the on, on the Discord. Discord. You know, yeah. 
but and I just remember you saying like, well, you should actually watch these YouTube videos to like prep for it and stuff, right? Yeah, I, I remember like someone was like, here, what you need to do in order to play this game is yeah, watch here's, this twenty-hour YouTube yeah, series. Yeah, 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 you need to. At which point I was like, course. well, I'm out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think I might be willing to do that. Uh, I mean, for your own sanity, I think you should play Wasteland Three. I think you'll enjoy it more. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because you played Stellaris like all the way through an end game, right? I'm not. I'm not remembering that wrong. Um, I have, yes. Um, but it, my the end game was um disappointing. So I don't know if the victory conditions change depending on the race you pick, but the victory condi- general victory conditions are you set up. And then there's a there's a big event and you have to survive the event. Well, that's the part I didn't understand. Right. I thought you just had to be in the lead at the end of when the after the event happened. I thought that there was a basically there was a cutoff date. There is no cutoff date. There is no end. The big event that happens at the end and it's random what the big event is. OK, whatever, whatever that big event is, you have to beat it. So it would be it would be the equivalent of playing civilization. You have to get to spaceflight in civilization. And then find out that there's an alien invasion and you have to repel it. You have to be the leader of spaceflight. Right. And then you're, you're basically your spaceflight um, causes an alien invasion. And then you have to defend the alien invasion. So, so but everything up to that point is, you know, you um, you do all the same things. You know, it's still 4XE. You explore. You, you you know, accomplish your goals, et cetera, et cetera. You're saying and everything you, up to that point was a lot was fun then. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. I thought I was winning. I thought I was, you know, I thought I'd won this, the equivalent of the space race in Civ. But my race was not built to deal with the the problem that happened at the end. And so oh, I'm okay. going to give you a little bit of a spoiler because in my particular game, it was an alien invasion. An unknown alien race invited in, invaded the the galaxy. Okay. And it's a big. It's a big galaxy. Yeah. And the yeah. problem problem is is that they invaded from the complete opposite side of the board than what I was on. I believe that's random as well. Okay. So by the time they had gotten to me, where I was on the opposite side of the board, they had defeated like three or four of the other races in the game and basically assumed all of their resources. So they were two or three times bigger than me by the time I finally mm. ran into them. And I just, I was a more... Um, you know, I, I guess I was playing this, I, I mean, quite literally playing the space race style game of Civ. I was not prepared to beat a a aggressive alien race mm-hmm. that could, you know, kick my arse with, <laughs> it, with, with both its income and its abilities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was, I, I like, am... this game is a waste for me. I'm like, I just, I kind of, I kind of, I didn't, I technically did not play to the end because it lost. Right. So I, I just went to Stellaris on the Steam store and, you know, it has the base game and then a ton of DLC and then the ultimate bundle. And the base the game is, is probably ridiculous. It's probably got to be expensive. Yeah. So the base game is 40 bucks. The ultimate bundle is two hundred and two dollars. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't I can't <laughs> think of too many games that have more DLC than Stellaris does. Well, Total Warhammer Total War does. But yeah. <laughs> Um, no, I, I think I agree that it has more DLC like modules, but the amount of content that's in true, the yeah. Arts d- DLC is just ridiculous. I thought Jay was kidding, but I just went to our Discord chat. Oh no, Stellaris, and there is literally a 31 episode Let's Play Stellaris newbie tutorial 
I am so excited for this. And they are on average an hour long each. That 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 is incredible. Don't um, get me wrong. Pro- I'm gonna follow your advice, Trevor, and I'm gonna play Wasteland Three, but I'm gonna probably start dabbling in the newbie YouTube channel. I'm subscribing right now. <laughs> my my issue with those videos, and I have watched probably three or four hours of them, okay. is that they they lack the tutorial part of it in in a really meaningful way. And what I mean by that is that they fail to they fail to really teach you in a timely manner. He, okay. He, he's playing the game, and as he plays the game, he he rambles oh. on. Uh, that's that's why okay. it's 30, 30 hours long is because he's playing a, a normal game of he's, Stellaris. He's playing a campaign basically, yeah. Yeah, no, just a, that's just a normal game of Stellaris. Thirty-one hours. Yeah, probably. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. And 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 so he's playing a normal game of Stellaris for thirty-one hours straight, and he's he's kind of telling you all the things that he's doing and why he's doing them. The problem is, is that just some of the information that he runs into, maybe he doesn't tell you quick enough, or I don't know. I did enjoy the first couple of videos. Um, but I had a friend who, um, logged into the game with me and, or watched me play and just said, you know, these are the things you need to be doing. I learned a lot more from that than you're saying. Yeah. than I did from the tutorials, but I mean, there's just a, there is a lot of information going on and, man, it is, it is somewhat hard to digest. I, I don't know how to say it any other way. That game is super hard to digest. I correct me if I'm wrong. But this is the same studio as the one that made Crusader yeah. Kings 3. Is that correct? Yes. Yes, it's Crusader Kings. I mean, it, uh, there are some similarities between it and uh, several of its games. It's also Stolaris, Crusader Europa Kings. Universalis. Sorry, what was that one? Europa Universalis 4. One of correct. the other games that I asked you if I should do. Yeah, the other yeah. one is, is, is I believe, it's Hearts of Iron, which is the, the World War II equivalent of all of these. And all of them, same sort of thing. You know, they're very in-depth, a lot of micromanagement going on, uh, you know, just... And the, the I, I bought Crusader Kings 3, and I only played a, a small portion of it. And part of it was because in that game, it... I guess I kind of had the wrong expectation for it. I thought that there was going to be like that you could at some point, quote unquote, win the game. And you you have to have decided what winning means to you in that for that game. So that's that's, well, there's yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Like you can't there's there's no. Yeah. And so I guess I'm curious. uh, And it sounds like Stellaris is not that way. Like there is an actual Uh, no condition question mark. I'm not absolutely certain of that. I don't want to say either way because I am actually not certain <laughs> that I would okay. have ever ever gotten to it. There is a point in the game which something bad happens, but I don't necessarily believe that beating that will end the game. Okay. There, there's That's the thing about this discussion because it's so ridiculous. <laughs> I, I believe that the idea right. of Crusader Kings of no particular. Every time I go into like Reddit and these other places and start reading threads and people have similar questions to me, they're all the answers are the same thing. If you're playing it to win, you're playing it for the wrong reasons. Oh, my make, God. Make your, make your own victory conditions. You know, no. they're just like they're just like if you, you should be playing it because this is what you enjoy. They just go on and on about how, you know, you should enjoy the experience of getting there and not necessarily winning. And these Which, are the people who also say that you know if you get good, yeah. you know, they, they they say like if if you are playing a euro game and tie it victory points, then you should rejoice in your shared victory. And 
<laughs> I don't. I don't think so. I mean, these guys enjoy crushing their enemies. Don't get me wrong. They just they enjoy being able to do it in their own way, which is fine. But yeah, I yeah. like some more. It's the same reason why I don't enjoy um, Bethesda games. I enjoy right. railroad. Give me, give, put me on the rails and send me to the end. I just I like being led by the nose a little bit, and those games do not lead you by the nose at all. It's a sandbox. Go play in it. And yeah, yeah. Sometimes I don't care for that. Okay, well, um, this this episode is is coming out in the Christmas time frame. So uh, if uh, basically just just throw your wallet or your gift cards that you received or whatever <laughs> your computer screen at discountgamesinc.com, and surely it will help you purchase happiness and uh, a brief moment of joy in your soul. So I we can lofty <laughs> that needs to, yes like that that needs to be uh become like the the logo or, or tagline of my company like discount games inc delivering a brief moment of light <laughs> in the, the darkness that is our world <laughs> all right so a year ago we we talked a little bit about what, what a perfect day would look like in the uh, upcoming year and and i'm pretty sure when we did it we were kind of deep in the throes of the pandemic and didn't really have any idea of what life was going to look like for when or etc when things might improve um and so we thought we might we, to be fair we also ahead. kind of thought that there was a possibility that we'd be done with the pandemic at that point you know what yeah, I, mean? I don't remember the timeline honestly i don't remember like when we've i mean I know that, had that kind of vaccines. I, I know that vaccines ended up coming out quicker than I expected in a lot of ways. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, but we kind of knew they were on the horizon at that point. I, I, I believed at that point that we had you know another maybe six to nine months. And clearly, um, I just got a notification from work today about somebody who got COVID <laughs> and and how we should you know be wearing masks in the office and and staying away from everybody and reminding everyone to follow the the protocols and just so clearly we're not done. Well, I mean, it it feels like it's never going to be done, right? I mean, I'm not to be. I, I, I realize described I'm, as an endemic now, right? That's what it becomes yeah. when it stays around. I like the flu. Yeah. I mean, I, not to be the not negative Nancy here, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, is there any reason to believe that it's it's not going to be endemic, I guess, at this point? I have no idea. I just want to be able to, like, live in my basement as a normal <laughs> nerd and not have to feel like I'm doing it because society says I should. <laughs> <laughs> That is my favorite thing, is that it's not that Trevor doesn't want to be in the basement. He doesn't want to be in the basement because uh, mankind requires... Basically, uh, the teenager who's like, I don't want you to tell me what to do with my life. That's right. (laughs) Right. Don't tell me what to do with my life. You're not the boss of me. Uh, that's amazing. All right, yes. well, let's let's talk a little bit about. So are, are we going to have a accountability for the first time in Chain Attack history? Let's do it. Yeah. So, <laughs> Trevor, go ahead. Account. Yeah. Go ahead and start us off, Trevor. Uh, so last year, my um, 
perfect day was that I was going to spend all day playing a board game and it was going to be Western Empires because I I bought the game never with the hope to actually play it because it requires a max game um, requires nine people. And I just thought there's no way, especially in this particular um, environment, environment that, that it would happen, um, you know, and bless his heart. Josh found a way to make it happen. He got seven other people uh, with the two of us and we played Western empires um, taking all day to play it. And I, it was one of, and probably will be for a very long time. Uh, one of my favorite memories of board gaming. Like I just, it's going to be hard to, to go above that, the, but I will follow up with that by saying that Eastern empires finally kickstarted this last fall. And I, I thought, there is no way in hell I will ever get 18 people together. <laughs> but I really want to have both of them so that I can put out this ridiculous board, which is huge when you put the two of them together. I mean, it is. You would it, need another si- a table of my size, which is a huge table to begin with, right? Wouldn't right. you really need that? Mm, I think we could fit everything on there. What we'd more need is like like dinner trays. To put oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know how we would get everyone's like personal play area taken care of. But one of the things that I absolutely loved about the game is the trading. You can trade with anybody on the board. And the, there's like you're trying to get sets of cards. And the trading part of it is just crazy. And to, to try to play it with 18 people would be ridiculous. But anyway, um, uh, so I, I backed it, and uh, they had basically are they were already in production with it. They kind of knew how many they wanted printed. They ran the Kickstarter at the same time while it was already being printed, and so at the end of the Kickstarter, we almost got immediately the backer kit to fill out our address and and everything. And they're like they're shipping soon. Oh, nice. Like I will have um, Eastern Empires which I just, it was just recently backed. I'll have it ahead of like five or six other games that I backed some of them as long as two or three years ago. So it's just, it's, so I will have Eastern empire soon. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to declare that as my, as my, you know, day that I want is 18 people. Cause I just, I honestly think that that's impossible, but someday we'll figure out a way to get 18 people in one room to play this game. If you've not seen the board, like go to board game geek and see if you can find a picture of the Eastern Western Empire's board. Like, there's a there's a picture of a guy laying out. Like, I don't know how tall the guy is, but he's laying next to the board. And you know, he's you know, if let's say he was average height, five foot nine, the board is easily as hot, tall as he is. Yeah, the thing to me that seems the most impossible about it is is the other nine people. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think, I think the nine people we got together for the first one. I'm pretty sure they'd sign up for all. I don't think, I think all of them had fun. Yeah. Right. I agree. right? Yeah. yeah that's, so I think all of them would come back and back, but I can only like maybe three more. I can maybe think of like, man, 18 is a tall order. Cause yeah, we're what you're really looking for is 18 insane people, but you know, like functional. And you'd have to be, yeah. I don't know. You'd, yeah. You'd have to be breaking into other play groups, and, you know, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just don't know. We would we would almost have to. I think the way we would get it done was we would almost have to have like a. We would have to use like Salt Lake's play groups. We would almost have to advertise on yeah. 
on yeah. the, the right. salt con um, groups and say, hey, we're doing this. We know there's people crazy enough to come up. Um, you know, we will find you some floors to sleep on. You know, come come play a day long game of of Eastern Western Empires with us. And then I think you could probably have it have it happen. The funny thing is, do you think that um, the playtime would be significantly longer? I, I I don't feel like it would be, but I'm I just haven't paid as much attention to it as you. I wouldn't I wouldn't say significantly. I would think it would be longer because you you just have to go through a lot more. And of, it sounds like the trading process, et cetera, would. No, trading would be the same because there's a timer. Oh, you have, okay. You have it's it is open trading. Like you just you wander through the room and say, I mean, this is not what you'd have, but you know, imagine I have sheep sheep for for you know uh, wood, and and you just kind of yell it out and you just wander through the room looking for people. Yeah. And, and the, when the timer goes off, trading's done. And so that's not the part that would take more time. It is the end of round bookkeeping that takes time. The because the, the you you order the the activation order is basically done according to who's in the lead. And there's there's generally the race is tight on the first tiebreaker, so you're always going to tiebreakers. And, and so. Mm-hmm. There can be a lot, but in theory, a lot of the game is supposed to be played simultaneously. And so I don't think it's going to take that part of it is going to take a lot. It's just mostly the end of turn um, shuffling of all the decks is one of the things that the commodity decks, the who's in the lead and has ever, have, have you completed your goal for this round? Can you advance your civilization? Um, you know, that's that stuff. But I think that if you could figure out a way to, and I haven't read the Eastern Empire's rules, so maybe it, it has ways in there to um, speed up that process, or maybe there's apps out there. I haven't even looked. I don't know. We we played it one time, and by the time we were done, many of those things were sped up quite a bit because we just learned kind of the flow. But it's yeah. hard to get multiple plays in when you're, you know, you're playing a day long game, you know, twelve to fourteen hour long game. Um, As I think about it, what it might take is that we go, you know, like go shopping for players and so like it's almost like you need to, you need to find the other nine and play Western Empires with them first so they kind of know it, and then you bring all eighteen together for the com- combined. Oh, geez, that would make it even <laughs> more difficult. But maybe, yeah. I, I truthfully, in that group, when you when you open the pool up that big. I wouldn't be shocked to find out that there's that you would have two or three say, oh yeah, I want to play who have already played. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, that could be true, right? Especially with a game like that that has been around for a long time. I mean, this is the new version of it, but the original version is is not a new game by any means. Yeah, that's right. I forget that. I am I am kind of uh, curious, uh, Trevor. Uh-huh. So would would you say that Western empires uh, lived up to your hopes or expectations. Yes, um, I would. So Western empires is, it is a little bit of an old school game, but you're coming into it um, with the idea that it's going to be somewhat like diplomacy and that um, the core mechanics of the game are light and easy to understand. It is the negotiation for uh, goods and for how you're going to deal with your neighbors uh, from a social aspect that made it fun. 
Um, mm. So I I do believe that it was fun. The core mechanics aren't difficult. It's really um, a matter of to win a fight, you just have to have a bigger stack. Knowing the 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 way the stacks are going to work as far as the numbers um, is important, I guess, if you're going to be good at it. But it's fairly simple. Everyone has the exact same tech decks. And so knowing the text is another, I think, a fairly large part of it. Yeah, um, it is huge. Yeah. And so knowing what text can do um, helps quite a bit. But at the end of the day, that's not really what the game is about. The game is about accomplishing your goals and sort of forcing your way in to complete those goals. It is one of those games just like TI4 in that um, each round there's a very specific goal that you need to accomplish. And if you fail to complete that goal, you fall fall behind the pack. And and everybody who does complete the goal continues pushing forward. And it it becomes kind of a it becomes a little bit snowbally, I think, for people who fall too far behind. Like it just you'll never catch up because every round the person the people in the lead are generally completing their goals, moving to the next step. Um, so, but it, the truth is, is, people don't usually fall very far behind. No, and there's some swings I felt like too. Yeah, there's there's some swings. One of the things that I think people who wouldn't like the game is those swings. So there's some natural disasters basically. There's some cards that can come up um, that get traded to you, and you can try to trade them away. Um, but sometimes people kind of they'll bait you in, and you'll get hit with something. So the people who generally have big hands of cards for trading generally get hit with something, and those disasters can be very um, swingy, intentionally swingy, um, and that might bother some people. But I actually enjoyed it. It kept everybody into the game. Um, you it made you it made it so that trading was actually more interesting. Like you didn't want you, you can't just ignore trading or you won't get right. You'll this, never build up. Yeah, you'll never build up. So you have to trade. But there's a bunch of calamities out there, and people are trying to to pass them off onto you. And so you're making these verbal deals of because you you have to you trade three cards to three cards, and you you have to be honest about two of the cards you're handing to the person you don't have to tell them anything about the third card. And so that third card can be something positive if they have, or it can be something just pretty benign, or it can be something horrible that's going to you know, completely ruin your day. But the truth is, is you can sometimes pass that off to somebody else before the end of trading happens. So there's really a lot of mm, interesting things, that dynamic, social dynamics that happen during that. So yeah, I, I thought yeah. it was amazing. And the, the number of players really led into that because everybody at some point is going to probably backstab you during the trading part. It's just, you kind of sort of expect it and you're okay with it because you've done it to everybody at the table too. And so I, I generally, even with people who I had like a, a truce with or a, some sort of treaty where, you know, said, Hey, we're not going to fight. I, we would still hand each other calamities and didn't really have a problem with that. So anyway, it was enjoyable. It's one of those games that most people will probably never get to experience. Okay, Josh. Well, uh, I guess give us accountability on on your perfect day. <laughs> so my perfect day included being on a trip with my wife, uh, you know, doing some fun activities, uh, having a duck confit for dinner, and then you know ending the day with uh, games. And I kind of pulled it off. <laughs> if we're allowed to use our imagination, <laughs> sure, sure, 
Okay, so how did you how did you use your imagination? Well, we did we did end up going on a trip, but my wife, who really has almost crippling anxiety at the idea of leaving her children, I think we've talked about that before. Uh, I could not convince her to take the trip without them. So the the greatest joy of the trip was that I basically accused my children of photobombing my vacation every. <laughs> And hopefully I've given them a, a really solid complex about that, but I don't think it would stop them from coming again. Uh, and so there were, there were definitely card games played, you know, on multiple evenings on the trip. I never did find a duck confit, uh, but I did have some pretty tasty food. Uh, the most exotic activity we did was surfing. I'm not a good surfer, but my wife is. So that, that was interesting to learn. To, to be fair, I don't think you would have got the board game part of the vacation without your kids there. Oh, well, that's 100% true. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you know, while you had to make some concessions, I, I think it counts. <laughs> oh, good. Well, I, I appreciate hearing that, you know. <laughs> I, I can only hope that my constituents will be so forgiving. <laughs> Uh, and Jay, give us your account. Um, so mine, I'm pretty sure, was going on a trip to Disneyland with Brian, and we did accomplish that. There, I, I guess the, the caveats of it not being exactly how I imagined was. Oh, I can do an example of like. So we, our most recent trip to Disneyland was for Brian's birthday, and you know, in the past, um. A lot of some of the some of the things moments that we would enjoy on the trip would be uh, going to uh, restaurants that we like there at Disneyland, and it kind of had two issues with that. One is that if Brian didn't eat low carb and vegetarian, then he would get sick, and so there's there's not too many a low carb vegetarian options. Uh, out in the the world. (laughs) Um, And the other issue was that it was just really hard to make reservations as well, because, you know, they would say you, you can make your reservation 60 days in advance. And so, you know, I woke up on, so to, to get a reservation for Brian's birthday day, I, you know, I woke up at like three in the morning when the reservations open to uh, try to get a reservation. And, it turns out that they didn't have the schedule released out that far yet. And so then by the time they did release the schedule, it's like a piranha feeding frenzy when it does open up and you don't have any idea when it's going to. And so uh, basically we didn't get a lot of the the reservations we would have liked. Um, So that was kind of sad. Um, The other two things that were kind of uh, different than what I would have pictured on like my, perfect day or whatever was that uh, the the fast pass system still wasn't implemented and so uh, that was kind of unfortunate brian and we've been enough at this point that brian's kind of like there's there's certain amounts of time that he's like you know i'm just not willing to stand in line for these rights this long and so mm-hmm. there was that aspect and then one of the the final aspects that was kind of a little bit difficult to deal with as well is that um, 
you know, it was it was kind of some of our first experiences with starting to be back in around larger crowds of people. Yeah. And so Brian is and and me to an extent as well. Um Brian has um some anxiety issues and so you know, having that experience of being around large crowds of people can be cause anxiety anyways without being worried about like oh this person over here isn't wearing a mask or you know is this person over here is is that cough meaning that <laughs> i'm now going to <laughs> come down with the plague or you know so yeah that was that was how things went <laughs> so, so it counts but it was also painted a little differently <laughs> yeah yeah Yes. Uh, all right. Well, we had enough fun doing this last year that we talked about putting together a similar approach for this coming year. Correct? Yes. Yes. There, there, there is one thing that I guess I, I was curious on before this, that a topic I've been thinking about that I'm curious on your guys' take on it. So, you know, I had been uh, looking forward to attending the Las Vegas Open. And that was going to be Which basically is in January, right? In January. Oh it is. Oh okay. Yeah. End of end of January. Um and it was gonna be most likely like my first convention. And it's it's kind of getting to the point where it's it's not looking likely that it's going to, to happen. And and part of the reason why is because um you know, Brian's had not great health and he's been worried that if he were to get the coronavirus or, you know, get sick or whatever, that that he's higher. It, risk. That he's that he would have a hard time either mentally or or emotionally making it through it because it would yeah. just be one more thing. Right. And especially <laughs> if 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 some sort of long haul uh, symptom happened. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would be like a catastrophe. Um, and so there's there's this part of me that is like, yes, it would be great to be able to go to Las Vegas Open, but like I can't really justify going, putting myself at risk of bringing something back to mm. to get to get Brian sick with. And so I guess I'm curious what what your guys is um, like if you see yourself doing things like that again or when that's going to happen or you know etc i mean i'm going to be shaking hands and kissing babies for the next five months so <laughs> that probably is the equivalent of that right i mean i guess it depends on the setting yeah yeah i don't know so you'll probably be going to rallies or conventions for it i would assume josh yes yeah i mean the, you know i i don't know what the largest venue that i will faces right right i mean i know there will be a lot of uh call them meet and greets or you know coffee right. coffees with the candidate for lack of a better term right 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 um yeah so but man i am i mean i i'm giving my father and brother tickets to the spring salt con which i think is in march mm -hmm. if I'm right but that could easily just be one of those pretty lies we tell ourselves too, just so, just to be clear. Sure. So, so I what, think, what were you thinking, Trevor? 
I think I'm more likely to go to something like like a board game convention than I would be a miniatures convention. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I would probably end up going um, like with you know pe- people I know. Um, I mean, let's be honest, it would be going with Josh and his father and his, yeah, right. going with, with those people. So I would be playing games with them repeatedly, mm-hmm. which means I'm, I'm not really interacting with the other attendees. And I'm not, I'm not naive to think that I don't, that that's not a risk. It is, but I think I, um, you know, so at least mitigating it somewhat. It's somewhat mitigated. I, I think that that type of environment of convention is, it's it is what it is. You're gonna get probably sick of something while you're there. Mm-hmm. You know, you're gonna get your concrete or whatever. You're gonna get your concrete, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm probably okay with that at this point. Um, I am probably going to get. I haven't gotten it yet, but I'm gonna be getting my first booster here soon. And so I feel like okay, if I'm get it, I'm fairly confident that I'm healthy enough, even with the things that we do talk about on this podcast. <laughs> Um, I'm healthy enough. I feel like I probably wouldn't have too many issues. Um, so I'm I'm willing to take some of those risks. And I also don't have, you know, I don't have someone at home who's unvaccinated right, yeah. or high risk. Um, so I, I guess I'm, I'm not as concerned about it. I would, it would sort of depend on the current environment. You know, I probably right, wouldn't yeah. want to do it right now. But, you know, in four or five months when we're back to another lull, I would probably not have an issue with it. I mean, we played a nine-player game of, I mean, it was during a lull where we were, everyone was kind of right. finishing up being vaccinated and all the numbers were really dropping and, and that's when we played it. But I, I yeah. would be I would be comfortable again, I think, doing that sort of thing. So, But I think that that would happen before I went to a, a miniatures convention and played tournaments against random people where I was basically touching the same things they were repeatedly and, you know, new round every round where I'm meeting a new right. opponent. Um, that is like feels like a like I'm throwing the all gas, the risks the out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm thro- throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Part of the reason why I brought it up is I, I'm gonna I'll, I'll segue that into uh, I'm gonna have two entries for my perfect day. Um, one is I you know I thought about this board game convention or convention issue or whatever and decided that large conventions for this foreseeable future was probably out for me. But I also thought about how I had a lot of friends who I miss and that the main time I saw them was during conventions. That's right. And so one of the, one of the things that I'm planning on doing is doing more travel where I travel to go see a friend and we do a small group gaming with, with them at, where they're at and it will you know kind of satisfy my desire to see my friends it'll be lower risk than a, a big crowd of people etc and so that's um something that i'm planning on doing this year that i, I think it's going to be nice um the other um the other thing that i'm looking forward to this year that i'll I'll throw out as another perfect day. This one will again be uh, Disney related, <laughs> but um, my my parents are having their 60th anniversary this year, nice. and so Brian and I are taking them to Disney World um, for their anniversary. And 
you know, they don't have the most amazing mobility because they're celebrating their 60th anniversary, which means yeah. that they're old. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I guess a couple of things that I'm excited about it, you know, I've with the credit cards we have, we have um, companion vouchers, stuff like that. And so I, I booked some first class tickets out there with companion vouchers, which I, I think is probably going to be like the first time that my parents have ever flown first class um they don't they don't know that i did that yet so it'll probably just be a surprise day of that's um, awesome <laughs> and the other the other thing that i think is going to be fun is that um we're staying at the animal kingdom lodge which and in a room type where they have like a savanna in the hotel that some of the rooms have a savanna view where if you want to you can just you know go out on your balcony and watch, you know, the giraffes and the wildebeests and et cetera. And, you know, Brian and I have stayed there before and it can, you know, if my, I, I think it can be a very enjoyable day if like my parents aren't filling up to, uh, you know, doing a lot that day, just going out and watching the, uh, the animals. And so those are, I guess, two things that, that I'm looking forward to for, for the upcoming year. Am I up? You're, yes, you're up, Josh. Snaking back to me. So it's funny because I part of what I have in my head for the perfect day, I think uh, dovetails really well with Jay's traveling or you know smaller uh, vetted gatherings for for board gaming and such. Um, mm-hmm. so my perfect day, I'm stretching it into a long weekend. It's going to be May 19th through the 21st. Uh, we're going to be celebrating a double-digit win in the Idaho primary election over my opponent. And we're going to be celebrating it by being in an Airbnb somewhere deep in rural Idaho. I've looked at some sweet cabins out in uh, Grace near the Niter Ice Caves or maybe uh, maybe only as far as Lava Hot Spring. And then we begin the first-ever bespoke game convention, fully themed, uh, you know, what is not perfected in my vision yet is what what is the game, right? Is it four X's? Is it civilization? Is it is it Lovecraft? Is it you know some of these other themes we've kicked around? That's what I have in my head. I I need to do submit like a a birthday request, Josh, that you like move it one weekend before or after. <laughs> uh, well, it would have to be after then because I, I okay. the weekend before uh, we are deep in crunch time. We're going to be yeah, fighting. Yeah, yeah. Whatever lies, have, <laughs> whatever lies have been hung on the doors of sweet old ladies in Bear Lake County. Yeah, because uh, A, I selfishly would love to go, and B, uh, already have plans to be in Bryce Canyon for my birthday that, that weekend. And Bryce Canyon would be a great place to do this bespoke game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I have friends flying out from Ohio, hopefully, that <laughs> uh, I don't think are going to be quite as interested in the bespoke. So experience. what you're telling me is May 26th through the 29th is when we should make it happen. Yes. Well, obviously, it doesn't have to be exact. Well, really, I'm putting it on those days just as a highlight of, you know, if you're one of the, my constituents, get out and vote on May 17th for me. In the, <laughs> the celebratory capstone. Yeah. Effectively. Yes. Yes. I, I approve. <laughs> and I, I probably need help planning the menu too. You know, we'll, we'll, we got to put 
all that's got to come together. Because one of the great things, Trevor didn't mention this, one of the great things about what we achieved of for his 2021 perfect day, which I lovingly nicknamed the unfeasible game day, uh, was that Trevor smoked an incredible brisket. And, mm. and I can't remember what side dishes did we have, Trevor. It was like some incredible potato dish, right, that Melissa brought and... Um, trying to remember. I, I'm assuming we brought our what we call funeral corn. Yes, that's um, it. That's what it was. It was the funeral corn. You're right. Yeah. Okay, anyway. so it's it's corn with with green chilies and cream and cream cheese and butter and um some other stuff. It's it's pretty good. Um, it's baked. Um, and then I brought um I believe I brought my tangy coleslaw. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So I hate coleslaw uh quite a bit, but this is not your traditional coleslaw it's kind of spicy and tangy it has um vinegar and mustard and um cayenne pepper in it and yeah it's it's completely different and um some of those things you probably think well i don't really like that either and maybe you don't but i love it um i i love my tangy coleslaw so those were some of the things and i seems like we brought something else too but i don't really remember so you got to get the menu right also is what i'm saying yeah yeah especially um, where you're that far away from from pizza delivery. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Gosh, All right. I, I All right. I'll be honest. I want to double down on Josh's. His sounds amazing. <laughs> Josh and I also hopefully have a, a a perfect day planned in October. Another Disney one going to uh, the Star Wars hotel, but. To be determined on when or if that gets scheduled, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you left it out. So my perfect day probably this year needs to be um, some memories with my children. They keep getting older and older and older. Mm. And, um, you know, I've, we've done some great things over the years, but it feels like um, we just haven't been able to pull together that really cool family vacation. Um, and I, and I what, one of the problems, it seems like, is that... I mean, you, you've done too good of a job raising your family, and they would kind of... <laughs> They're like, we want there. to be in the basement too, Dad. Yeah, they just <laughs> want to stay home and, and play some games or whatever, but I guess what would what would even... Uh, Entice them. Yeah, what, what would be their perfect family vacation? So two years ago, we went to uh, Arizona. Um, two years? Three years ago. Was it three years ago? Three years ago, we went to Arizona for Christmas, to see my grandfather and grandpa, uh, grandmother, who they hadn't seen um, since they were really little. My 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 daughter didn't remember them, um, so we, we went and saw them and all of their all of my family on my mother's side. Um, and there was a lot of people they had never met, and people I hadn't met or hadn't seen in many many years. Like I met I, I re-met my cousin, whom the last time I saw was two years old, and I was ten, I think. So there was there'd been a long time since we had a big family reunion. We went there, and one of my children's favorite activities was because we were in a big town. We were in Phoenix, um, you know, and the surrounding areas. We went to a all-you-can-eat place that was an arcade, and basically mm. you bought your um, you bought oh, a car. It, uh, what the heck is it? Buster. Dave and Buster's. Yeah, it, Dave and Buster. It was that type of place, though, right? It was that type of place. So, you, yes, yeah. you, you they handed when you came in, you you bought a combo package, which was all you can eat pizza and whatever else you wanted, and they gave you a card that gave you free games for two hours. You could play as many games as you wanted. 
as soon as you as soon as you put the card in one of the games, it started your timer. You had two hours mm-hmm. to go. And um, my kids to this day, that's what they want to go do. And the truth is, we we're from such a small community. There's just nothing like that around here. So I think the perfect day would need to involve some sorts of things like that that they don't and get around here. Does, does Salt Lake even have that, or would you have to go to Denver? I don't think Salt Lake has anything I quite mean, like that. They, yeah. have, they have some arcade. Denver but, Phoenix is your best bet, honestly. I know that Denver does. Um, I'm sure the, the the there's I have friends in Denver, um, and I wouldn't mind mm. going and seeing them. And I'm sure they wouldn't mind us coming over as well. And I have family in Phoenix. Um, we also, uh, from this podcast, have met a lot of people from Seattle. And I've yeah, really yeah. kind of wanted to take. We have multiple friends who work for yeah. Valve and Nintendo. Oh, and geez. my boys are huge Nintendo fans. My, my my oldest boy loves Mario. And and I've had multiple people who work for Nintendo tell me, hey, bring him and we'll take it. We'll give him a tour of, of the Seattle faci- Nintendo facility. Mm-hmm. And um, so those were kind of some of the things that I'm just like, man, my kids would absolutely love that. So, um, you know, I, that's kind of what needs to happen. I just I don't know how to I've, I think I've given up on the Disney dream. It's just too expensive. I, I can do any one of the trips I've mentioned on the money we had set up for Disney um, without yeah, spending three. anything at, yeah, three three times I mean, over. As as the Disney dream with your family has dived, uh, uh, the dream has started to ignite with it. At, at some point, it's going to just be me, you, Melissa, and Brian that do. A, it, I mean, it'll probably be once all your kids are gone. But I mean, that's that's easy. Uh, Getting two of us to Disney is not a problem. Getting five of us to right. Disney is really the issue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I it mean, is, it is the so difficult. The uh, that that. Invitation is extended whenever, forever, so. <laughs> you know, well, it's, you mentioned that earlier. Laramie and I were just noticing, we took we took just our two youngest kids uh, on a trip, and it was just to Boise this last week, and saw a show over there, and then, you know, stayed stayed the night, and then drove home in the morning, and she gets up in the morning and looks at me, and she's like, it is way easy traveling with just two children. I mean, like, even, even <laughs> two children to three children is like, there's oh, an yeah jump it's stupid yeah it is it becomes just that much more difficult like i i i yeah i remember when we got our third child and i was like the first time we had i don't remember what was going on i just remember thinking if they all have issues at the same time how are we supposed to deal with it you know i can send her off of that issue i can deal with this issue but there's a third issue going on and we have no one to handle it i just it, it just it it made it much more difficult and i couldn't really imagine or fathom having more than that all of a sudden you know that was what i realized that you know at some point the older ones start taking you know part and taking care of the younger ones but ours were not far enough apart that that really ever happened so our two oldest ones were with within 15 months of each other so they were in diapers and on formula at the same time and i thought i was going to go financially bankrupt i I was like there's no way we're making it through this yeah so um yeah i don't don't know that the uh tiger king meme i want <laughs> to recover from this yeah something like that uh, so whatever it is it's got to be one of those things it really needs to be something that involves gaming of some sort or or something that they would really enjoy and i i think all of those you know are probably a thing but i just need to really find a way uh but 2023 when my wife and i have our 20th wedding anniversary um 
yes, uh, whatever that is, maybe Disney or whatever for the two of us. Um, we can we can totally make that happen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, we're uh, we'll have been married twenty years in twenty twenty three. So, well, congrats. But um, for now, I've got to figure out how to get my kids to something that they will accept as in, in entertainment um, that involves them living <laughs> in the house. <laughs> The, the truth is they've loved all the trips we've taken them on so far because, you know, I, I, our, our vehicle has an inverter built into it. So right. I just, I directly plug the switch in. I got a mount for the switch and they play switch games together in the backseat and they right. all take their three DSs. And when they're tired of the switch game that whoever's, you know, in charge of picking picked, they'll play on their three on their 3ds for a while and they just go back and forth or you know and then when they get tired of all that i throw my ipad up on the same mount and they watch movies i mean it's it's really rough being a kid these days (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean i think about the trips i had as a kid especially a kid of a nerd dad for the record Yeah, Yeah, yeah i mean i i probably go pretty easy on them but I never got any of that stuff. I had to, you know, we played the sign alphabet game and, and uh, you know, the state license plate bingo and all the other horrible games you play. Uh, yeah, a bunch of bull. Yeah. Um, so my kids have, I tried to get my kids to play some of those and they're like, dad, you're, you're dumb. I'm going to go back to watching. <laughs> my- all right. Well, I'm, I'm excited to do some follow up next year and see, uh, <laughs> <laughs> how, how see how we do sales. yeah all right well uh let us know what uh perfect day looks for you guys and we look forward to hearing that